fondly dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Kirsty Logan. This is my co-host Heather Parry. Hi. Hi, Heather. Did I say the right one then? Yeah. Do I usually say fondly? Just before we started, I was about to press record and Heather was like, no, wait, I forgot the intro. <laughs> oh, no, I've remembered it again. Don't tell people how not... You've, we've only said it dozens of times. <laughs> Too much, one might say. Are you, are you checking your tits? <laughs> <laughs> Still small. Got mic, got book, got tits. Nice. <laughs> it's like the beatboxing then. Like, no, oh, what I is going never. on? I am way too white and way too middle class. <laughs> no, no. Well, we'll get to talking about fucking beatboxing <laughs> in this book, let me tell you. What's the book? Well, excitingly enough, the book is Beach House by Robot Stein. Oh, okay. Very psychedelic cover, as David pointed out. It's very Saved by the Bell. It's yeah, like, true. Like Saved by the Bell after dark. They couldn't have fit in more beach fucking... It's, like, actually disgusting. The more I look at this cover, the worse it gets. So in the foreground, we've got sunglasses. And then we've got some seagulls. They're not in the book. They're not in the book. And then we've got the ocean. And then we've got a beach house. And then we've got a freakishly large moon. Surrounded by the colour chartreuse. Yes. Which we've just found out is not pink but is in fact a sort of absinthe green well i actually thought it was like a sort of plum red oh, i thought it was like neon pink yeah so we were both wrong turns out it's green guys oh. did you know that and it's all sort of going in this wave shape and there's some sort of tidal wave apparently also not in the book <laughs> that's just a big wave look it's going right up to the sky <laughs> <laughs> um and our tagline is don't go near the water. Also, is that really an appropriate tagline for this book? Not for the plot. No. No. But it's, it's got all these like tie-dye colours on it as well. I suppose the thing is I really do like the combination of green and pink. But it's like at first glance it's alright and then the more you look at it the uglier it gets. <clears throat> yeah, it like really it. does. I really like this on the back as well. Swim. Sunbathe. Die. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say when someone asks me what I'm going to do on holiday. Somebody. Die. Die. <laughs> He's not even really tried there, has he? <laughs> Amazing. Huh. Shall we dive right in? Oh, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't you tell whether you're so pained proud of at that. the pun or at the concept of talking about the book. The pun. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> should have. Let's do it. Oh, do you know what? It's actually like the plot of this is a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> and the experience of reading it also. Mm. <laughs> it uh, was very, I'm not going to do any spoilers, but does it remind you of a certain other young adult horror author? Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. It does. The colour chartreuse is just screaming out of my computer behind no. these notes. Um, it's quite off-putting. So... <sighs> Okay. It's 1956. Why? What happened in that? Sorry, not even got past the two words. Why Maybe that's 19... when Robot Stein was born. Oh, oh, let's see. Hang on. Would tell us? We know his son's called Matt. Uh, well, no, it's not going to say I'm not going to Google that, it. Is he? <laughs> no, but probably. But I it, mean, it, my it... parents were in the 50s, so probably. Yeah, my mum's 51. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not age. <laughs> she wishes. <laughs> yeah, my dad was fifty-three. Mm. So probably that probably is. When I like that you very skillfully didn't give away your mum's age there. No, I don't know if she would want me to. <laughs> not that I think age is bad for a woman. She's anything. twenty-five. Mm-hmm. So it's nineteen fifty-six, and some of our parents are alive, and we're at the beach at June Hampton with Amy, Mary. Oh, not Mary. Amy, Maria. <laughs> It's not starting out well. Oh, already. Amy, Maria, Ronnie, and Stuart. And we're going to indulge in a bit of painfully obvious scene setting. Okay. To remind you that we're at the beach and it's 1956. 
We're in the past, yeah? We're in the past? Pastos. So we're going to listen to some pasto music and we're going to comment on the pasto music, which no one has ever done in any other point in horror. No one has ever pointed out, oh, is that this particular song we're listening to? Mm. Is it that song from this specific year? Can someone look at a calendar of the specific (laughs) year and comment on it? Oh, do you know how last year it was 1955? Interesting, isn't it? It's mm. 1956 now. Yeah. And like, do you, were you getting a whole Beach Boys vibe mm-hmm. from it? It was very wholesome, wasn't it? They were yeah. wearing the boys were wearing like short shorts and had like broad, muscular brown chests. No homo. No. <laughs> I think very much homo. <laughs> well, homo. <laughs> very much homo in this book. Okay. We'll get to that. Oh, is it a big queer subtext? Section? It is. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, if you've not get picked up on it, I'll be amazed. Okay. I don't think I did, actually. Did you not? No. Oh, well, it was sort of on my second go-through that I found it, so... Found it. It's fucking glaringly obvious. (laughs) Okay, so... Maria has long, straight black hair and an enthusiastic personality. Sounds hot. She sounds like a person. Well... So weird. Um, I think for... Enthusiastic personality. Can you imagine describing anyone you know just like that? Oh, I she think, has an enthusiastic personality. I think that's how someone would describe me if they were trying to be diplomatic. And they didn't want to say, do you know what, she's quite a lot. They'd say, well, she's very energetic and enthusiastic, isn't she? Instead of saying she's a fucking pain in the ass. And you did, I did say that when you got here today, because you sort of bounced in the door like Tigger, like, hello! And I was like, oh, it's too much energy for today. <laughs> she's very uh, enthusiastic, isn't she? <laughs> um... And Maria has never had a boyfriend, which will define her because she is a woman. Um, (laughs) A woman alone is just useless. Just just a plot point. Um, Guess what? Guess guess what kind of hair? I have to guess. Guess what kind of hair the best friend has? Oh my God, is it blonde? Is it blonde curls? Of course it's blonde curls. Because it's like a film, right? Apparently this is a real thing in Hollywood that if the lead actress is blonde, then the friend has to be brunette or vice versa. Because I think Hollywood genuinely thinks that we can't tell women apart if they have the same hair colour. Although, just as I'm saying that, I've realised how often we get mistaken for each other. <laughs> We've got the same hair colour. I have been meaning to talk else to... in common. Can you, like, bleach your hair or dye it black or something? It's too confusing for people. <laughs> I keep thinking about bleaching my hair and then thinking, do you know what, I've not got the fucking energy. I can't be bothered. Well, I did once. I bleached it, and it, not to blonde, like I dyed it a sort of coppery colour mm-hmm. um, and I liked it Annie hated it incidentally um, but it only lasted for like two weeks and then it just sort of went a sort of not very nice blonde colour yeah which didn't suit me at all I just can't I haven't got the energy to be fucked with how I look <laughs> at all <laughs> I always every time I get a haircut like a new hairstyle I think what's going to be sort of low maintenance because let's be real I'm not going to style my hair every day my barber is so desperate for me to do anything different with my hair I go in there now and he goes yeah but this is the thing he goes do you know I want to change it up a bit and I was like the problem is Angus you've given me the best haircut I've ever had in my entire life and now I want it to lie die and he goes yeah I mean it does really suit you (laughs) he's so upset he wants to do something different anyway Amy has blonde curls and she cannot change them ever because her friend does not have blonde curls. I see. And then no one will tell them apart. And she's very thin, which is again a personality trait. <sighs> and she is dating Ronnie, who I throughout this book imagined as Ronnie Wood, but the age he is now. <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate. Which is um am I gonna go there? Yes. Something that the Rolling Stones have done before. One of them when he was in his fifties married a 16-year-old who had been fucking for two years before that. That's disgusting. Yep. That is fucking disgusting. That is actual paedophile behaviour. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, Ron- have you seen 14-year-olds? They look like children. Yeah. Yeah, man, because they are. Yeah. Legally, morally. Yeah. <laughs> In my, yeah. Don't Rolling do Stones. it. Rolling I mean, Stones massively like overrated. Anyone who listens to this podcast isn't like, mm, 14-year-olds. <laughs> but, you know, just in case. Yeah, just laying it on the line there. Mm-hmm. That's our opinion. Um, so Ronnie, Amy and Maria are all from out of town, uh, just somewhere else. It doesn't ever really say, oh, Ridge, is it Ridgeford? It's Mont- like in Neighbours when they go overseas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've been referencing Neighbours quite a lot. No, just twice. All right. I mean, that's more than I usually do. Well, that's true. It's <laughs> two more than my average. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. No. Anyway, I wrote a poem. I wrote a poem once that is a published poem that's fanfic of Neighbours. 
if anyone can identify it, I'll be very impressed. Is it Lou? Is it Lou in it? No. I'm not even going to say any more. Okay. You can't tell it's fanfic of Neighbours, but it is. Mm. I'm going to mm. read through all your back catalogue. Okay. Oh, hello. Sorry. <laughs> that Why? Much more. No, it didn't. Okay. It didn't sound anything. <laughs> I live with Mr. Euphemism. Jeez, Everything yeah. he says is euphemism, so it's ruined me. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're from, I think it's actually Ridgemont or Ridgetown or Ridgeford or Ridge place or ridge, something like ridge, that. Ridge Ridge. They're from the Ridge. The police are coming to get you. Oh you my remember. God, why are there so many emergencies today? Have you ever noticed sirens here when we're not recording a podcast? I haven't. <sighs> Maybe they want us to stop. <laughs> it's like if we just make so much noise. Too many white girl podcasts. <laughs> Shut up. I did see a thing the other day that said, um, what do you call a uh, group of white men? A podcast. <laughs> That is good. I, it, I like a good collective noun. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it doesn't apply to us. <clears throat> of course it does. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, they're from out of town. Plot point. Okay. Uh, Maria has met two boys who like her already. Girl yeah. works fast. Girl works really fast. Um, Stuart, Ronnie's friend, who's Mr. Rock and Roll. Aww. Uh, he has brill-creamed hair. Robert. At the beach. <laughs> oh, it'd be so sweaty. Mm. Um, and get this, he's always snapping his fingers to music no one else can hear. That is weird. So if you knew a friend or a stranger who was just like... <laughs> <laughs> to absolute <laughs> silence. <laughs> would, you, would you consider dating them? No. It'd be like... Ugh. I don't like that. I was in a cafe yesterday and someone was whistling. And all I could think was, who is whistling and how do I kill them? <laughs> I think I might be a whistler. I've never noticed you whistling. Okay, good. If I had, I would smack you. I sang on the street the other day. To myself and there was no one around, but I'd been listening to um, Lizzo. <laughs> you fucking, don't you dare sing that again. You have ruined that song for me. I had to take it off my run playlist. Oh no, you really? spoiled it. Yes, <laughs> I get a thing in my head sometimes and can't stop singing it. Uh, like, but like every like five seconds, it's it's really obnoxious, isn't it? Mm. Well, no. I I randomly sing words which I have done on the podcast before, but I sometimes forget it's a weird thing to do and do it in front of strangers. You sing random words. Oh, just you know, just to be silly, like. Um, when I, when we do when we say filling pages, filling pages, filling pages, you know. <laughs> I think I've seen you do that actually. Yeah, it's quite weird. It's weird. I need to stop doing it really. Well, at least you don't go along going ah, on your on your on a beach on your own. You look so, so jaunty when you do oh, that. This comes with Pop, this sort of just a popping daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's really not slang, is it? That's a porn website as well. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a porn website this year. <laughs> cross-stitch everything's a poor <laughs> so uh, despite being an oddball <laughs> she's kind of into him because he's funny and goofy and I was like oh my god he better not do a fucking single practical joke because I actually can't handle it anymore at least they didn't say anything about pranks <sighs> yeah well I thought it was coming and it wasn't so for that Robert two points for not two points two points that's how much I, I hate potential how many points I mean, he can have as many as he wants if he stops doing things. Okay. <laughs> he can only get points for not doing the things he always does. Okay. So, uh, she's met this guy, uh, Brill Cream, Mr. Rock and Roll, Stuart. <laughs> Stuart. Um, and then she's met Buddy. Now, okay. I know a baby called Buddy, and Aww. he's very cute. But I think... You can only have it if you're a baby. Yeah, he's going to have to change it when he gets up. Or a bear. When he gets up. That's <laughs> ageing. <laughs> I got up, and now I'm 32. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel more tired when I get up. Yeah, no, I feel so exhausted. Um, so Buddy, very different to Mr. Rock and Roll, is shy, awkward and clumsy and quite serious. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> this book would put you off men forever. Oh. They all sound awful. What did you refer to it as the other day? Toxic. Oh, toxic masculinity, the novel. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Everyone in it, all the men in it are awful. I mean, the women aren't great either. Um, so, it, Stuart, in Stuart's words, Buddy is uh, so square he's cubed. That's not how it works. You don't, you don't, you're not, it's, something isn't just so circular that it becomes spherical. 
That's the kind of joke you would make. Don't even kid. <laughs> God, it really is. Uh, so Buddy's staying at the weird beach house at the end of the beach, which is where it would be. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kirsty's got a mouthful Don't say of funny water. things and then just have some water. <laughs> um, so they're all at the beach. That's where we meet them. They're listening to their 1956 music and doing 1956 things. Um, and the boys come running over because Buddy is in the water screaming. So, first jump scare, obviously. Um, but he's screaming because they've de-pantsed him. They've taken his trunks off. Trunks, them. for our American listeners, is a bathing suit. What are they called in the book? Uh, pants. Swim- swimming pants? No, that's trousers. No, wait, am I confused? Uh, no, where are right. we? Who are we? Bathing suit? Is that what bathing they would say? <laughs> bathing pants. <laughs> His bathing diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you say in America, they've come off. <laughs> We've just had ice cream and I think we're a bit of sugar bathing high. Diaper. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it is. They are a bit like a diaper anyway because you can just piss in them. Like, in the water. You shouldn't, though. In the sea? Well, maybe in the sea you can. <laughs> totally can. Not in the pool. Okay, in the sea you can piss. Yes. Don't poo. <laughs> <laughs> Why? A fish will just eat it. Will it? What do fish eat? How <laughs> tiny are your poos? Do you have a little rabbit fish, pellets? A whale. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Also, you did, it smeared on your leg coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, he hasn't. Wouldn't smear. He needs to have more bran if he's smearing. <laughs> no, but he gets st- boys unless they're wearing the kind of short shorts that David Bloomfield wears. But he where... hasn't got any on. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he can poo now if he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they shout that back? He's like, "Help me!" And they're like, "Poo! poo! <laughs> Take this opportunity, buddy." <laughs> well, um. It's, we can all agree that that's a dickhead thing to do. Yes. It is, I guess, funny if you're an idiot teenager, but the girls go to help him. Um, and then one of, them, one of the boys rugby tackles the girl when she's trying to take out yeah. these things, which I'm like, fucking, come Don't on. Don't do that. That'd hurt as well. That'd smear, I tell you. Um, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then they just fuck off and leave him in the sea. Yeah. She's like, oh, before they know what happened, they'd left. And I was like, well, no, you don't get to... It's a several step process. That's like, uh, Your Honour, <laughs> we were having an argument and before I knew what happened, I'd bludgeoned him to death with a poker. No, you don't get or to do that. Or a small table. Or a small table. If you're table. in the watcher. <laughs> Anything's a weapon if you've got the right attitude. Um, so, and then not only that, then later Maria stands him up to go out with Stuart. That's not nice. I think that's kind of horrible. Uh, and then when, can, when Stuart convinces her to stand Buddy up and go out with him, he goes, I'll reet, which is a Yorkshire phrase. Yeah, why is he saying that? I don't know, but it's R-E-E-T. Yeah, what's that a reference to? Like, I guess that's like, all right. But it's but like... Why is he saying it like that? I'll reet. He's from South Yorkshire. <laughs> we, we, twist. Hey, baby, will you go out with me? All right. <laughs> Maybe so he's weird. been watching... I was trying to think of a some kind of TV show that's set in Yorkshire. Can't think of anything. <laughs> Well, underrepresentation of non-communities. There we go. Um, no, surely there must be some. Red Riding. Is that set in Yorkshire? I don't know what that is. It's a. It was a book and then a TV show. Oh, I anyway. don't know. I was about to say Alfreda's name Pet, but that's very much Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> but so I was thinking that as well. Uh, We're just thinking broad, broad, broad northern accents. My as people who have northern accents. Uh, my friend Gareth, who is the brilliant uh, performer Mara Dubois put something on his Facebook the other day and it was um, 20 years since Queerest Folk came out in the UK. No. Yeah, but he put a Jeez. picture, he put a post and he said, oh, um, gay representation, you know, like changed British TV, but the picture he put was of the guys from Our Feed Is Ain't Pet. <laughs> it really made me laugh. <laughs> Doesn't take much to amuse me. Okay, so. Uh, oh, Rosie. Rosie almost Go took everything away, with Rosie. her. Oh, don't fucking come back, Rosie. Are she you kidding me? She decides to go and then she decides to come back. Oh, oh no, you're a little tease. <laughs> yeah, you should bow. When, oh, when the right, dog does you. a downward dog, they're saying hello. Oh, Well, mm-hmm. hello, but decide where you're going. There okay. we go. No, no respect for podcasts. 
I know. Oh, she's going to get banned. Mm -hmm. She's not getting any of the Patreon money. <laughs> Despite being in most episodes. Um, <laughs> so Buddy sees Maria later on and is seemingly blasé about being stood up and depantsed. Not in that order. Um, <laughs> and he... <laughs> well, you can't do it sitting down. Because it will smear. <laughs> um, so he convinces her to go out for a swim. It said he's very for elegant a swim. for a swim. Oh my god, you're gonna come for a swim with me. <laughs> All right! <laughs> you can say that forever now. All right. All right. Right, good. Um, he's very elegant in the water, and I immediately thought, Merman. Oh yeah. But it wasn't going there, unfortunately. Funny Merman. <laughs> I have a character in a story called uh, Oswald Merman. Won't people just read it as Merman? They can if they want to, but it's Merman. Oh. I'm going on record now <laughs> saying it's Merman. Um, but no. You tell your audiobook narrator. <laughs> <laughs> no Merman. How do you even write that down? Merman. Like Murmur. Like with two N's. Merman. No. Merman. Merman. We've just done it like a fish. Uh, Merman. <laughs> M U R M A N N. Merman. Maybe. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, no, I'll look at you jumping forward when I've actually got a book out. <laughs> I'll read it. Um, so, she's not really comfortable going out for a swim, but he, like a merman, is very elegant. So he keeps going, um, and she is sort of like, oh, I'm not that comfortable, I don't really want to be out here, and he just keeps going. She just follows him. This is genuinely scary. Yeah. If you're not a very good swimmer, as I um, didn't used to be, because I used to be a chubby little child who couldn't swim, um, it's actually quite scary to be going really further out. I only got comfortable with the sea really when I moved to Australia and started surfing. And um, by comfortable with, I mean generally terrified of, but with reason. Mm. And you can drown in the sea. You can in drown fact, very easily. I just easily. read that. I don't know if this is true. I read it in a book. Um, Liars books. The, the number one cause of death, other than disease, for children under five is drowning. Really? Well, I um, got sat down my, by my boss in Sydney and told that if ever I got caught in a riptide, don't fight it. You should just let yourself be taken out because you will, you're more likely to die uh, of exhaustion oh. of trying to fight against it. Whereas they have a lot of beach patrols in helicopters in Sydney beaches, so she's like, you'll probably be seen. Whereas if you try and fight against it, you'll probably drown. Oh, I know. Good tip. Yeah, but would it be that easy to implement if you were just being carried out to sea? I think it would be quite scary it would in be. the moment. Yeah. That's why I thought this was actually quite scary. Mm. Um, then it gets fucking ridiculous. Okay, cool. Uh, so we are, it is robot dying after all. Yeah, and I thought, do you know what? He's just going to keep swimming to the point where she gets really panicky and drowns. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> then you'll drown. <laughs> Bob, you're so happy that with the that. the dark second verse? I don't know that song. <laughs> From Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah, of course. I thought everybody knew that. Sorry, I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, and But no, he's not just going to let her drown, which would be the rational thing. Mm -hmm. He's gonna. He's got a knife. Where would you keep a knife if you were in a bathing suit? Mm -hmm. In if your prison purse. I was going to say, if he's mm. got it up there, then fair play. Um, so Maybe he could sheathed. <laughs> you, it would have to be. That's how they do in prison. It would have to be sheathed. It would, yeah, probably. Or he's just—he's like a knife swallower, but from the other end. Penis of steel. Yeah. <laughs> or I almost made a really rough joke and then stopped myself. Um, I don't even want to know. What that's that growth. Was. That's matureness. That is matureness. Mm. <laughs> oh, pal. So you need another magnum. Oh God, I might. Oh, um, not a condom. An ice cream. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I'm not just eating condoms. <laughs> I think Heather put condoms on her head so she can't do jokes. <laughs> I always stink of spermicide. <laughs> God, we're going off on We're own. going off on one now. So, they're out in the middle of the water and she's a bit uncomfortable, and then he cuts her with his bum knife. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Imagine telling your friend, he cut me with his bum knife. <laughs> Like a bayonet, but coming right out of you. <laughs> He's like trying to back up into it's so a difficult to cut someone with, yeah. He's like, oh, I didn't think this through at all. <laughs> See, if I was about to be murdered and the murderer said, I didn't think this through, I feel like that would make it so much worse. I would rather they had thought it through. 
Well, he hasn't thought this through because he cuts her with his bum knife, but like not enough to kill her. Enough to make her bleed so that the sharks will go. Now, plot point. I think that is um, a myth. Is it? Yeah, because having been uh, a surfer. Having been a shark. Having been a shark myself. <laughs> um, Speaking as a shark. The reason that sharks attack surfers is because you look like a seal mm. from the underneath. I don't really think they go after blood. I think that's like a complete is conceit. It? I think so. I Why would they go after people blood? Well, I think they just go after blood because, like, it's an injured yeah, animal is easier to catch. Blood. So what do seals do? Sharks haven't got blood. <laughs> <laughs> I meant fish. And then I was like, wait, of course they do. <laughs> so you were just going to pretend that you didn't say anything and hope that I didn't pick up on it? <laughs> Thank God nothing's recording. <laughs> Look, I've been vegan for quite some time. So it's been a while okay. since I've um, been near a dead fish. Although we did have two fish when I was a kid and they killed each other. Oh. Yeah, one bit the other fish's tail off. And then... Uh, Are you sure they were fish? That died. <laughs> that died because obviously it couldn't swim. And then the other one just barfed up this fucking tail and then died. It's a fucking horror story. <laughs> no, You wonder why I am how I am. <laughs> Blame the fish. It's the fish's fault. It's a fish who... Yeah. So, um, so he leaves it out there to be eaten by sharks. Mean. Very just mean. Also just ineffective. You've had, to, you've had to employ three different killing mm. methods there and none of them have really worked. Also, top tip, if you're trying to kill someone, just wait and make sure that they're actually dead. Do you know what? Hold them under the water you're in. It's yeah. also it's like a really easy way. you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's not going to be like... In the water you just peed in. Where can I... Where can did, I uh... did you skate over my pad or did you not? <laughs> was I not clear enough? Or do you just think it was shit? What did the you The water you're in... Oh, urine! I was proud of that one. I thought you looked really smug. <laughs> I did my, I did a joke face. I've done a joke now. Where's Sorry that condom? Where's smells. that condom? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we end with um, bum knife uh, buddy. Bum knife buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really bad gangster name. Bum knife McGee. But he's a bum knife. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So he's like out there with her and etc. So they go to the beach house, the two that are left. Uh, so they're like, oh my God, they're both missing, oh no. And then uh, Amy and Ronnie go to the beach house and no one is there. They thought that Buddy lived there, but he doesn't live there. And no one has ever lived there. Question number one, if no one's ever lived there, why is it furnished? Or maybe it's a show home. Show home, Could it's not. Also, you would think that would be very much an in... In desire is the wrong phrase. An in-demand, desirable property. Yeah, although right, global warming. Right on the beach. Don't know if they were that bothered about global warming in 1980. When was this book out? Or even in the 50s when it's meant to be set. <laughs> uh, 94. I mean, isn't everything that happened in the 50s why we have global warming now? Yeah. Fucking boomers. Did every point horror book come out in 1984? Oh, 1992. Mm. Okay, so... um. Skip forward. I came out in 1984. Oh. Yeah. I like the you came out of your mum's vagina going, well, I've got something <laughs> to tell you. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> uh, skip forward to this summer. Or 1992. Okay. So very much not this summer. Um, and we've got four whole different people with the same, <laughs> almost the same names. <laughs> Ashley, Ross, Lucy and Kip. I found it very difficult to keep a handle on who was who. Mm. Ashley is thin and beautiful and she knows it. Especially in her chartreuse bikini. Now, a teenage girl in a chartreuse bikini occurs at least twice in this book, maybe three times if I can remember. It's not pink, it's neon green. Robot Stein, stop it. Stop thinking about teenagers in... Uh, and he's like really drooling all over her as well. I just have this well. really gross image that like he was on holiday that year and he saw a hot girl in a green bikini and then like put it in his book. So what's wrong with the word green? I know. <laughs> it's like, do you know the one I hate? <laughs> cerulean. Oh, you mean see, blue? I, yeah. If I ever see something described as cerulean, I'm just like, oh, fuck it's blue. I, I don't like to be told exactly what color I have to be imagining. Just say, I'll it's do not it really myself. Relevant, is I'll it? choose. Um, so she's like a real twat. Also, when people say like the sky was cerulean, and you're like, as opposed to what? Like, 
the sky was blue fucking shocker <laughs> thanks for wasting those words anyway what specific I feel very strongly about, about it apparently mm. so um so she's an asshole she's very um vain and she's modeled for i think it said like oh no it says she looks like the kind of person who would model in 17 and i, I thought he said she's modeled in 17 i was like oh what a weirdly specific mm. real world thing to put in the book anyway she's dating ross um but they seem to hate each other don't they yeah like they're really shits to each other all the way through also i'm imagining ross from friends so i'm imagining ronnie oh. wood with a teenage girl and david schwimmer with a teenage girl see my brother's called ross so i just I didn't actually imagine him at all. Your hot brother, Ross. Chat. <laughs> Everyone fancies my hot brother. All right. <laughs> I got the brains. He got the look. It's fine. Oh, snap. <laughs> um. I know. Annoyingly, he's actually smart as well, so I can't even really say that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm trying to think my brother's not neither smart. No, he's funny. Uh, <laughs> he's very smart, annoyingly. Um, so, yeah, these things hate each other quite a lot. Oh, there's a horrible bit where he says she should be doing some exercise and she goes, what, with this body? And he goes, no, didn't mean that. And it's like, ugh, ugh, awful. She uh, flirts with everyone and he's super jealous. That's essentially their relationship. They sound like complex and realistic people. <laughs> the straights. Um, <laughs> Toxic fucking masculinity. Yeah. The novel. Toxic heterosexuality. The novel. Ross looks like Matt Dillon. Now that's a very 90s reference, isn't it? Because he didn't really go anywhere. No. What's he doing now? Did he die? No. Did he? I don't know. Is that he... you trying to insert some <laughs> level no, of trauma? No, I don't think he book? did die, no. Um, also in a 90s reference, Kip looks like Vanilla Ice. Do you know what? Wait till I get to my early 90s checklist <laughs> later. Because it is half a page of a fucking four. <laughs> um, I also thought maybe this was a joke because Kip also works as an ice cream man. Why is that a joke? Vanilla ice. Oh, it, vanilla do you think? ice cream man. And also, yeah, it's the name of one of his products. Do you think? I have a vanilla ice. Do you think that's how it works? I think he, I've only just recognised it, I but I reckon know. he did it on purpose. Okay. So Kip, um, it's a bit of a chip on his shoulder because all the others are sort of well-to-do out-of-towners. And he's a local who has to work as an ice cream man in the summer. He's quite annoyed about it. I think quite rightly. Um, and then there's Denny Drake, who is known as Hulkster back at home. He looks so disgusted by that. Hulkster. Ironically, chartreuse. <laughs> <laughs> True. That was a lot funnier than you were prepared for, wasn't it? <laughs> I really like the phrase, ironically chartreuse. <laughs> ironically chartreuse. Um, <laughs> get that as a tattoo. Um, and yeah, he has a real issue with boundaries. He's like this big, strong, hulking, obviously, um, man baby who will just come up and grab women. Great, my favourite kind of man. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, yeah, and he like goes and gets um, Ashley in the water and is like... That's Literally, my... that's the noise he makes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Herman Munster. Horny mm. Herman Munster. Um, and then, so they go back onto the beach and meet up with the other group, and there's this super rich dude called Brad Sales. Why are you looking at me like that? Huh. Man's just, man's just appeared. Uh, remember this. <laughs> okay. Um, he's apparently had tennis lessons with Ross the year before. Remember this point. Must I? Yes. Okay. Um, and he's, like, super well-to-do, and they've got a big um, family house on this street full of very posh houses. And he says, I can't help it if my grandfather has a ton of money. <laughs> Yeah. That's your piss take voice. Yeah. Oh, I can't sorry. help it if everyone loves me. My dad and shoes are too tight. Um, Ashley flirts with Brad. Because she flirts with everybody. <laughs> sorry, I'm stuck in that voice now. I can't get out of it. <laughs> um, and then her and Ross fight because Ross is jealous. God, I've just realised how not far through the book we are. I know. Um, I'm going to say this. Okay, so Toxic Masculinity, the novel. She could see the anger spread across his face and the hurt glow in his dark... I just thought I said glow in his dark. Sorry. Glow in his dark, <laughs> unblinking eyes. And suddenly she realised she was afraid of him. Okay. Leave, then. Yeah. 
leave. You can't be with you're, someone that you're afraid of. No, not even that for a is, second. No. He took a step towards her, his mouth frozen in an angry scowl. Oh, wait, should I freeze my mouth in an angry scowl? Please do. <laughs> you're like a guppy fish. Are you afraid of me? <laughs> in, in a way, yeah. Her throat tightened with fear. She had seen him angry before. She had seen him out of control, shove his fist through a plate glass window. Oh, mate. How old are they then? Go. Like Go what? immediately. 15, 16, 17. And you've already seen your boyfriend punch through a window. Get out of there. That's not cool. Not at all. No. Absolutely not. This is why I'm saying it's toxic masculinity, this novel. Oh. Later on as well, she's really scared of him. And then uh, Robert Stein writes, uh, but it was also nice to know that Ross cared so much about her. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely fucking not. Men are not jealous and possessive because they care about you. No, and they certainly aren't driven to anger because they love you so much. That no. is the worst... Every time we read a Robot Stein book, he has some really shit message for teenage girls that could potentially fuck them up for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it really annoys me. But, like, I know it was the 90s. I know. But come on. Oh. But we absorbed this shit. I remember seeing stuff like that, like in films and stuff, that, you know, the boy would fight for the girl. And I, I remember thinking that that was, like, cool and sexy. Because mm. that's what I had been told. You're, t you're told that he's fighting because he just loves her so much, she's so desirable that he's fighting for her. Which is bullshit. He hurts you because he loves you. Yeah. We've absorbed that shit. Ugh. It's, it's horrible. A, it's amazing that we've turned out to have like better gender pol politics than this, really. I know. Well, I guess there was a lot of education the other way to yeah. get to that point. Yeah, true. Oh, terrible times. Um, so she makes up, they make up, Ross and Ashley make up. And um, both couples go and make out in the beach house and there's this like, oh, who's there in the dark? Oh, it's you guys, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to quote this book quite a lot because there's just so many terrible bits. Here's possibly the worst bit of writing in the entire book. So they run in and they talk about the beach house that they're in. I wonder why no one lives here, she said. Maybe it's because of the murders, Kips declared without turning around. Huh? Murders? There are a lot of stories, really gross stories, about murders. As Kip said this, Ashley saw his eyes light up, his face come alive. Murders? Here in this house? Yeah, Kip said, you don't live here, so you don't know the stories. But everyone in June Hampton knows. About the murders, I mean. Who was murdered? Oh my god. Someone was getting paid by the word. Is it? Was it? Were there murders? Yes, there were murders here. Is it? I haven't heard about them. The murders? The murders? You haven't heard about them? Someone fell down the well. Race. That's like, so bad. Like that later. I'm not. It's not going to be any spoilers um, to tell you it, but that happens later when they refer to the beach house. Um, so it says, "In the beach house, his eyes widened in surprise. The beach house, you know, the empty house at the end of the beach." <laughs> But well, they're murders in the beach house. It, the beach house that's on the beach. The it's beach house, house murders on the beach. <laughs> Fucking what ridiculous. A waste of pages. Terrible. Um, I also, re I, since we're doing good lines, bad lines, this really made me laugh, like out loud. I looked for you at the clam bake. I can't even say it. I looked for you at the clam bake at the beach. Oh. <laughs> What's a clam bake? Sounds dirty. It sounds like. Um, I mean, the clam bake is clearly the lesbian club night. I was going to say, it sounds like a lesbian euphemism. <laughs> clam bake is like a lesbian mixer. Possibly the funniest, funniest thing David Bloomfield has ever said is uh, we were like making joke euphemisms for like saying that people were gay, um, which sounds offensive, but we're allowed. Uh, and then he said, you know, she um, laps the clam fantastic. Oh, nice. <laughs> Oh, I was gonna die. My my favourite was Annie and I once went on a date to this place called the Loch Fine Oyster Bar. Right? Oh, that's such a great place. Yeah, so it's fine like F Y N E. And so she posted a picture on Facebook and captioned it, um, Mighty Fine Feast at the Oyster Bar, like Mighty F Y N E. And her friend, not knowing that Loch Fine Oyster Bar existed, was like, Well that's a bit much information about your sex life. Oh, <laughs> Oh, oh, awful. Right? <laughs> oh, hashtag lesbian jokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's our clock. Oh, yep. Um, for you at the clam bake at the beach really made me laugh. Mm. 
so we're going to go back to Danny for a second while we're on this whole toxic masculinity bullshit. So uh, it's him who looked for her at the clam bake at the beach. Um, and Ash just says, Ross and I didn't go. And then <laughs> he's just like a real dick about it. Like he's really aggressive in trying to get her to go out with him. And he goes, admit, Ashley, I know you're hot for me. Yeah, I'm hot for you, Denny. Like, I'm hot to have my body ripped apart by sharks. Oh, theme. On the nose. Hello. And then he starts being a real fucking baby. And then an angry baby because she doesn't want to go out with him. Give me a break. I'm sorry I scared you, really. It's just my dumb sense of humour. How about coming on a walk with me? And then she's like, no. And then his eyes flared angrily for a brief moment. I'm serious. Like, why... You keep writing these characters who can't take no for an answer, robot. Not saying that you're a sex pest. Merely asking. Mm. Oh, anyway. So, Lucy and Kip, who were also uh, with Amy and Ross. Look, it's so hard. Ashley and Ross in the beach house making out. They disappear. And then we go back to 1956. That's quite an annoying conceit for a book, isn't it? Yeah. Back and forth all the time. Because you have to keep two whole plots in your head. And there's already too many fucking people in one. Tedious characters. Yeah, with almost the same names. So Amy and Ronnie are upset about Maria and Buddy going missing. (laughs) And they say, it's been two days. We might never know what happened to them. (laughs) It's been 48 hours. Get over it, Kirsty. She's She's never coming back. She's gone. (laughs) We're never finding Buddy or Maria. But then they do. She sees (sighs) Buddy walking along the beach. He says it's fine, and Maria went swimming on her own and died. Okay. But, get, but get this. He's wearing a shirt with blood on it. Still? <laughs> no. Different thing. Oh. So they all go, and he goes, but goodbye. And then they find Stuart meeting. He just goes, goodbye. Goodbye, <laughs> goodbye. She's, she's fine, goodbye. Um, and then they find Stuart meters away with his head smashed in with hmm. driftwood. Who could it be? And then Amy goes to the beach house with Buddy. What? <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. And then we're back in 1994 again. It's weird that he would use driftwood when he's got his butt knife. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's realised that's not, that's oh, not an I adequate see, tool. Okay. So he's gone for smashing someone in in broad daylight on the beach instead. Oh, he had some strange. bad poos and then was like, I'm not going to put knives in my bum anymore. And it's weird. This story's weird because we don't have to guess who the murderer is. We're told from the very... Well, we see the murders happen and we know who's doing them and it's Buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know he smashed Stuart's head in, weirdly. And then walked around with blood on his shirt. Like, such an idiot. Yeah. Um, so we're back in 1984, and there's this amazing bit. Nearby, two tall black young men in baggy hammer pants were practising a complicated dance step, their bare feet sinking into the sand, their boom blocks... Boom block... <laughs> their boom box blaring. Now, that's racist, isn't it? <laughs> when that's the only... Occurrence mm. of black people ever in any of your books. It should just say there were two black men being urban. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do, fellow black kids? <laughs> have you? Oh my god! Have you seen that video of um, Quentin Tarantino? Oh no, I don't Attempting want to. to talk to black people. No, I don't want it's to. Terrible. I still like his films. And no, I'm clinging to you them. can't like them. I'm sorry. It's so white gaze that bit though, isn't it? Like, oh look, black people were in the world as well. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they different? <laughs> no, they're not. They were doing something that I just can't understand. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Ashley, um, Ashley and Ross go into the beach house again, and this amazingly shit bit happens. Um. Gasping for breath, Ashley kicked at it with something soft that's clinging to her foot, but it wouldn't let go. And then she started to scream. Chapter break. Ashley, what? Is it a mop? Where are you? It's worse than a mop. Okay. Ross burst into the open closet, his voice filled with alarm. Are you okay? Yes, sorry, she said, her voice still quavering. There was something on the floor. I, I picked it up. It's just a scarf. It's a Fuck fucking off. scarf. Ashley, it's just a scarf. What's the big deal? Well, yes. It's almost like there wasn't really need to have a character screaming at the end of a chapter. I feel like if I was in a place and a scarf touched my foot, <laughs> would I scream? <laughs> would I? Also, if you're that scared, don't go in a creepy black house. I mean, dark, not urban. <laughs> <laughs> creepy boombox house. 
Oh, robot, you're racist. <laughs> Not saying. Merely, merely asking. asking. Robot, you racist? Question mark. Because <laughs> that's how I'm going to do everything. <laughs> you're a fascist. <laughs> um. So then they all go to play tennis at Brad's massive house. That's what whiteies do with all their fucking tennis rackets. <laughs> what? A posho. Poshos. Two each, one racket in each hand each. <laughs> Made of gold. Um, and here we have toxic masculinity, the novel, in a nutshell. So Brad is on Ashley's team and uh, Ross, her boyfriend, is on a team with a girl who's just invented for this scene, who's a cousin of Brad's. I'm like, remember all of this. Just remember all of this. Um, and then Brad's quite good... Um, and then he shows her how to um, improve her follow-through, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> is this just poo jokes, this whole book? <laughs> it is. Um, and then it's so pathetic, Ross slams his racket angrily to the ground. By Ashley, he muttered through gritted teeth. Which is hard to do. By Ashley. By Ashley. <laughs> it's actually quite... Yeah, you can't do a sh with your mouth People shut. People don't really talk through gritted teeth. If you've put that, if you're a writer and you've put that in your manuscript, take it take out. Take out immediately. <laughs> Editing tips from Chris <laughs> Um Yeah, just fucking lame. Like, what? It's just so tedious and awful. Um, oh, God, and then it gets worse because Ross tries to speak to Ashley on the street and then Denny comes along and is like, don't touch her, man. Like, ugh. Yeah, like, the girl doesn't want you to talk to a man. <laughs> Don't touch me, man. Like, fuck off. Oh. Stop just out-dooding each other. Is that your California boy? It boy. is, yeah. I thought it was quite like good. It. So then she tries to break up with Ross. It's almost like no one cares. Um, and then she gets a phone call from someone who is already dead. And says what? she will be dead too. Oh. And then, oh my God, it actually gets really good bad. Um... So she's oh, making really out. <laughs> she's on the beach making out with Brad already. Doesn't go slow this girl. Um, and uh, I'm going to read this to you. Okay, so they're I'm making ready. out, and Brad, remember the rich, mysterious stranger, um, pulls his face away. He's never done oh, this. That's weird. It, like he pulls his face off. <laughs> face. You mean he pulls himself off. away? His yeah. whole self, not just his face. <laughs> He's never done this before. He pulls away bodily. Oh, don't. Okay. Ashley thought. Kissing him with her eyes wide open. This time, don't. Oh, watch someone. He seems so needy. Um, so then they go away. He goes, I want to show you something. <laughs> she had never seen him like this. What was on his mind? It's something kind of special. A secret. He's panting by this point. She stared back at him. A secret? What is it, Brad? He was breathing hard. No one else knows about it. I've never trusted anyone. I mean, I've never trusted anyone enough to show it to them, to share it with them, but now... Is it a real doll? Whoa, it's his cock. Okay. <laughs> I was getting something. far too exotic with my choice. He plunged into what we, with what he had to say. I've never had a girlfriend before. I mean, really, I'm 16 and I've never had a girlfriend before. I mean, you're the first girl I could really relate to. Other girls didn't understand, but you're different, Ashley. You really are. Oh, God, run away, <laughs> run away. I'm going to show you something. Something very exciting I discovered. I bet you did. <laughs> In the beach house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, want, you want to take me to the beach house? Yeah, I'll show you. It's my secret. You won't beach. be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if someone's desperate to show you something in the dark and they're panting, run away. Or just say... Why don't you just show me here in public? And yeah. then if I like it, you can show me more later. Why don't you describe it to me? Mm. <laughs> and we'll see whether I want to see it. Um, so, and then we skip back into 1956 again. Because okay. that's not annoying. Um, and then what goes on there? Buddy is trying to kill Amy in the beach house. But then <laughs> she gets away by pretending there's someone behind him. Oh, God. <laughs> like, literally... He's bearing down on her in this dark house where no one else is. And she goes, oh, Ronnie, <laughs> he turns around and she runs away. At least she didn't do like in the babysitter and duck out of the way as he runs, runs to push her. her. I wouldn't put it past this book to okay. end that way. Um, and then she doesn't even get away. He, uh, but he hits her in the head with a shovel, which Ooh. I think would be enough. Yeah. To end you. Oh, definitely. There's so many multiple murder methods in one murder here. It's so ridiculous. That's unusual. Find one. 
And then, best death in the book, and I think probably in any point horror, he ties her to the leg under the beach house, like the, mm. like the, what's that called? Like a... Leg. Yeah, leg. Okay, beach leg. Beach house leg. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then she drowns when the tide comes in. That's pretty That's a bad. really good death. I mean, it's really good. I mean, it's a horrible death, but it's like a good horror death. Yes. Um, and then we're back to 1994, 1992. It's really annoying. <laughs> so remember then we're in the beach house with... Uh, What's the tits? Ashley and... Ross? Brad. Brad. I haven't lost track of the characters. And I want to tell you this. Every chapter title gives away what is about to happen. Oh. In the, like, completely all the way through the book. Don't do that. Um, so, where are we now? Uh, oh, so this really, really funny bit. So he's talking about how uh, he's got loads of money and his grandparents were um, explorers. He owned a textile mill. He did the exploring right in the mill. He explored new kinds of fabrics. Artificial fabrics. You mean like rayon and nylon, she said. She had once done a home ec report on polyesters and other artificial materials. Oh my god. Yeah, Brad nodded. That's how my granddad made his fortune. He became the rayon king of the world. (laughs) Is that the most boring thing you've ever read in a point horror? Why would you say that? Who cares? Is he being funded by the... Artificial fabrics Ray community. Rayon.com. <laughs> it's probably in the back of the book. <laughs> so after this chat about his family finances, um, he they kiss and he forces her into the bedroom. I thought which he was going to show his cock and now he's just talking about Rayon. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be so disappointed, wouldn't you? <laughs> I thought I was going to see cock. Why are you talking about Rayon? Yeah, what is this seek? I thought we were talking about penises, not artificial fabrics. That's a good, that's a cross stitch. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were talking about penises, not artificial fabrics. So then they kiss, but I, I wouldn't be kissing him by this point. And then he forces her into the bedroom. He might have loads of rayon, though. Maybe there's loads of rayon that he just has to show her. Mm. Um, forces her into the bedroom and then into the closet with him, uh, which is all really quite gross. And it's like, oh, it goes beyond a kiss and then goes something quite sinister. Mm. As if all the other men in this aren't sinister. Um, and someone else is in the closet. Kirsty, and that person is Mary, the creepy maid from his massive house. What? But it's not an old woman called Mary. It's Maria, who takes her top off and shows all of her scars. Weird that she has to fully take her top off, but okay. Yeah, all of her scars, remember, from the bum knife and the shark attack. I do remember the bum knife. (laughs) But uh, how, right? Because she's dead. Mm. I, but she's not dead but because despite half drowning and being bum knife stabbed and being attacked by sharks she got rescued by fishermen okay. and just never spoke to her friends again Pop. and no one ever saw her in the town ever again and she got attacked by sharks plural to the extent that she's covered in scars and she was drowning and bleeding but yet she was fine enough to be rescued. Now, I don't know how a shark attack works, but I think what really happens is they take a pretty massive lump out of you and then you're a goner. Like, I, they'll take a leg off. Like, I know... They don't nip at you. No, I know that you can survive... Well, people have survived, but it is not... Like you say, it's normally they take one massive bite and then for some for whatever reason go away. Yeah. And then if you're lucky... Like, because I read a book about that surfer, Bethany... Bethany Hamilton yeah. with the one leg. Yep. She's amazing. Yeah. But they don't like the taste of people. No. They think you're a seal. No, so they have a bite and then they go, oh, I don't no, like don't that. Like and then it, they go yeah. away. Yeah. They certainly don't nip at you enough to give you fucking full body scars and no. then go, oh, you know what? No, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just yeah, don't no. do that. So here's what's happening. The beach house is a time warp. <laughs> you of can't, course it is. You can't use the words time warp. You can't anymore. I'm sorry. Sorry, it's a time warp way station because... Oh, because why why meaning why words because uh christopher pike wrote this yeah it's a real christopher piker if you will um and buddy figured out that you can go back to 1956 by um going into the closet bear that that in mind (laughs) in a minute oh i like it i like it so then yeah maria who didn't die um also found out that you could go back forward in time so she figured out that Buddy was doing this, and then she figured out that you can get through and come out in 1902. How the fuck would you figure that out? Yeah, how would you? And do you know what? It, 
is never explained. Uh, it's just such a, it's such a leap yeah. of logic. Yeah, so here's my uh, favourite bit. You'd think that you'd probably explain how any of this happens. No. Going back in time is easy, just a long grey walk. But moving forward in time is hard. Somehow, Buddy learned how to move forward. Now, <laughs> you can't just write somehow. You've got to make something up, haven't you? That's the point of being a fucking fiction writer. Yeah. You well, have to make it, it up. Make sense, so you could just say anything. Yeah. You could say he sacrificed an albatross. You could say anything. You could literally make anything up. Mm -hmm. And yet he hasn't even bothered to do that. Somehow. Somehow. That's because Robot Stein holds a lot of disdain for his readers. Yeah. And then somehow she also manages to come through. But she's aged 30 years by then. Huh. But why? Somehow. <laughs> I, I somehow. can't get over it. Somehow he managed to... You've got to, you've got to make something up, robot. It's yeah. your job. Anyway. And also, why have her do that? If you're already going to age her up, just have it be that she never figured out how to do it and she just lived in, like, normal time. Yeah. To there. Yeah. <laughs> would be much. It would make more sense. <laughs> and then she'd actually be the age that you needed to be yeah. as well, rather than be, anyway. So then Maria um, is like, you're not going to murder anyone again. You murdered all those people. Um, and she's doused the whole beach house in petrol and then blows it up. But Ashley, despite being in the house, is fine. Of course. She's inflammable. Uh, <laughs> or does that mean you do catch on fire? I don't know. I've never... She's fire resistant. Is that right? Fire retardant. <laughs> is that can, right? Can you say that now? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. One of them, yeah. if only she was. With a deafening roar, the beach house exploded in flames, killing them all. Chapter, I'm dead. I'm dead. The words repeated in Ashley's head. To her amazement, she was flying. Flying through the air. So this is death, she thought. Death is flying. I'm dead, and I will fly forever. How many times are we going to repeat <laughs> the same fucking words? But she landed hard on the deck, outside. Outside. I'm outside. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Is <laughs> that real? Is that really written like that? Yeah. Okay. And then she realised that the explosion had blown her out of the window, out of the house, free of the flames. So she's in the middle of a house when it explodes and she's just magically thrown aside where everyone else is burned to death. Torpedo. Like, fuck off. You've not even tried. That's so annoying. Ah, uh, So that's how it ends. Um, and obviously no one else dies and then there's a pun at the end What's when the Ashley and Ross the toxic as hell couple just end up together no but they're so terrible now there's a few issues with this um, how would Buddy had tennis lessons with Ross the year before if he's this time travelling and why is he so rich in one and not in the other yeah. oh well I guess no that's fine but how would he known each other before then so he's been doing this for years but then how could he because the timeline doesn't work if he's been doing that is this just an American murderous speech version of the TV show Goodnight Sweetheart? Oh yeah. <laughs> See again, my theory that point horror writers get the contract on a Friday, watch something over the weekend, and then write the book on a Monday. And who knew that R.L. Stein was going to be watching British TV show? <laughs> I did used to like that. I love that show. I wonder if show. it holds up. Uh, not Stuart Lee, the other one. Richard Herring goes on about wanting to write a TV show where someone finds a portal and goes back onto the set of Goodnight Sweetheart. And he's going to call it Good Night, Good Night, Sweetheart, Sweetheart. Oh my God, that's so good. Yeah, isn't it? No one will ever commission it, though. Um, I would watch it. So, it's very annoying, this book. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about it? Oh, it was a piece of shit. Yeah, really terrible. I knew it was going to be. Really terrible. All the characters are unlikable. The men are awful. The it was, relationships it are awful. The, the sort of toxic masculinity element I found interesting, although completely unintended. Yeah. And the part that I found really disturbing is the way that Ashley repeatedly uses sex to calm Ross's temper. Yeah. Like she's every, like, oh, I'll kiss him now. Yeah, exactly. Like, every time he's, like, angry or aggressive, yeah, she kisses him or she, like, tries to seduce him to sort of calm him. And I was like, that's fucking disturbing. Really horrible. Yeah. Ugh. 90s things. <laughs> Are you ready? Have you got a checklist? I've got a list. I've just got Matt Dillon reference. Oh, my God, there's so much. Okay, here's... And it's all in a fucking info dump. 
right at the beginning of the 90s section. So here's what we've got in quick succession. I can't fucking believe this. We've got a boogie board, a boombox blasting rap, a Mickey Mouse towel, an MTV towel, Vanilla Ice, Matt Dillon, Chevy Chase, Madonna, and MC Hammer Pants. <laughs> That's all your decor and music sorted for that 90s bar you want to open. There you go. <laughs> The 50s one is just as bad. It's just that I didn't know all the references and didn't care. Yeah, so they, I guess they don't feel as obnoxious to us because we don't know what the 50s were like anyway. True. And with regards to fashion, he does quite an obnoxious thing about having a girl in a bikini in the 50s and they're all like, oh, what a whore. Oh my God, I never wear that. That's so European. And then oh obviously... God, she's showing her boobs. Let's describe them. Let's yeah. describe every element of her body. And then in the 90s, they're all wearing bikinis, of course, because mm-hmm. he thought that was funny. Um, Buddy also wears a sleeveless blue cotton t-shirt and baggy Hawaiian swim trunks. Okay, Hawaiian swim trunks. Fine. Um, Swim swim pants. Swim diaper. (laughs) Your swim diaper. (laughs) Here's my queer subtext. I'm ready. I'm so excited. His major secret, Kirsty, is that that he has to show her when they start making out. Is that he's been in and out of the closet this whole time. In the closet. In the book. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just, he's been in and out of the closet this whole time. Maybe that's why he knows Ross from. Maybe. They were not playing tennis. They, they were playing were tonsil playing... tennis. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's cute. It was very much Tonsil tennis. <laughs> Have you been snogging? Have you been playing tonsil tennis? I don't think tennis? I've heard someone say that since 1995. <laughs> Um, Olivia Coleman said snog in her Oscars uh, winning speech and I was like ooh I've said that word in a while snog mm. you have a good old snog um, do we have a too stupid to live heroine I mean who even is the heroine who's the heroine who's not stupid who's not <laughs> tedious and awful everyone's fucking awful <laughs> we've got a lot of too stupid to live characters let's mm-hmm. say that um, do we have a sexy bad boy sociopath I mean if Buddy's meant to be sexy he's not no. is he he's kind of awkward and weird I mean to be honest I think all of, I think all of the boys are presented as sexy bad boy sociopaths. They're all presented as like, they're sexy and they're bad. Like, they're violent because they love you. No. I think they're all presented like that. They're all sex offenders. It's all toxic masculinity. It's awful. Mm-hmm. They hurt you. Is, they get angry because they love you. It's not just toxic masculinity. It's toxic heterosexuality. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. No wonder he's in and out of the closet. <laughs> right? I would be as well. Mm-hmm. And that. I would just go in there and shut the door and stay in there. Yeah, just get in the closet. Mm-hmm. Um, death toll is quite high. Yeah. Uh, all four of the original kids. Uh-huh. And then two in the new... Kip and Lucy, he's mm. killed, I think. Yeah, six. And then him, he dies. Mm-hmm. Oh, and... Uh, oh, wait, no, she's... Yeah, seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mental maths. How <laughs> maybe? Is it good? No. No, not at all. Oh, God, no. No, not in a million One. years. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, that was... Uh, that's an opinion. One good. One. Uh, yeah, one. Yeah. Why does everyone like it? It's just nostalgia, I think. It's thematic. I'll give it that. I mean, to be fair, I didn't see the twist coming because it's bullshit. Awful. I'm going to give it two, actually, because there's worse. There's a lot worse. That's true, because didn't we say that we gave a robot Stein a one? No, we yeah. gave it a zero, and then we were like, what are we going to do when there's a worse yeah, one? Yeah, when there's a worse one. Right, so then. this is one. On, on the so robot two. Stein scale... It's a two. On anyone else's scale, it's a fucking zero. Is it good, bad? Yeah. What do you think? I mean, it was... I guess I enjoyed all the sort of toxic stuff. Yeah. I mean, I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed marking it. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was bollocks. I didn't think it was, like, fun, really. No. I don't know. It wasn't the worst. I'm gonna giving it a two for good, bad as well. Yeah. It wasn't even, like, an enjoyable shit read. Yeah. Okay. The so don't read it. Are never our favorite. <laughs> no, this is. Particularly I'm bad. curious, like, if you just remember having loved it, that's one thing. But if you've like reread it as an adult and you really like it, even especially if you didn't read it as a teenager and you're just reading it now, what? What's, genuinely, I'm curious of like what you like about it. The most generous I could be is to say it's not one of his other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not worse than it is. That's the most, That's my that's nice. All we can say. Anyway, next week we are not doing Robot Stein. No, we're doing My Secret Admirer by Carol Ellis. Now, we haven't done a Carol Ellis before, have we? No, but I remember having this one. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm very excited about it. Me too. And so you can join us next week. If you have My Secret Admirer, then read Do it. read along. Join us. Read along with, with, with Point Horror. Read along with DHP. What's our podcast called? <laughs> and where can people find us? People can get us um, on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. Mm-hmm. You always do this bit. I don't know the trend. <laughs> oh, I do. And on Twitter, we're at Teenage Scream underscore. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you would like to become a friend of the podcast, you can support us at patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast. Um, if you want to join us on the meatloaf level. Um, <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't? You get a special free bonus um, prize, I was going to say. A gift. A gift from us uh, to show our appreciation and you also get access to all the previous bonus episodes I mean, of which who there are quite have. a few now that's a lot of us being very angry right that's <laughs> gonna have to of... do a good one one day i i feel like the patreon books because they're like the less mainstream ones they are even more <laughs> batshit weird yeah they really are it's fun <laughs> it's good it's good uh so join us next week for my secret admirer bye, bye.